it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off. Hi, friends. Oh, hey, friends. Yeah. Oh. We're gonna do this. We're gonna finish this this two part insane series. Like the first part was awesome. That was it awesome. was it was it was fun. Epic, should we say? Yes, it How? was. It it was a Marvel Cinematic Universe of epicness. Epic. Uh, what Scott? I was just going to ask, need... like, how hard was huh? this for you guys to do? Like, wh- how challenging? Difficult. Hard five. I... Five out of five. I found that my top five came pretty easily, although the order kind of went back and forth a little bit. And my bottom five came pretty easily. But the middle 16 um, were were challenging, like, to, you know, to do. It was hard for me in that there's so much material and there's so many of them that I've only seen one time. Mm. Because for me, like, I would say that my top five... And I'm looking at it again. Could a lot of them could be pretty interchangeable, to be quite honest. Right. Because I just like all of them a lot. But also, I I think I thought a lot too in that. While I love the Marvel universe, I don't love it like I do Star Wars or some other things. Right. So I Same. knew that some Lord of, of my the rings. Like, this list doesn't mean as much to me as other lists would. And so I was also thinking along the lines of like. This is going to piss people off if I say this. Right. <laughs> we are um, not the same, you and I. We are not the same. <laughs> no, I, this, is my, this is my franchise. This is like my one, you know, yeah. this is like the one that I, I've seen all of them in theaters. I've um, done multiple rewatches. I, uh, I love this stuff. I think it's really great. It deserves um, hard for it, for sure. For this yeah. was hard for me. It, it really kicked my ass. I killed a lot of darlings. Yeah. Uh, but I also, like, when I look at it, I'm proud of my list. Every time I look, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. It yeah. also changes constantly, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to, to give a little defense. Martin Scorsese, a little while Against back. the dark arts. Against the dark <gasps> arts. Yeah. Um, you know, just disparaged superhero movies. And then Jane Campion who I think is insane and I can't wait to see her new movie, but it is a Western. (laughs) And I'm like, you talk about genres that have been played out. Let's talk about Westerns. But, and then for Scorsese, who's somebody who has, you know, made a career on gangster movies and mafia movies and who has fetishized that world. And don't get me wrong. I think Marty might be one of our great living filmmakers auteurs yeah for sure um but to disparage it uh them as a genre is really i find really disrespectful to a lot of the artisans who have literally changed the technical artistry of filmmaking in creating these films and you watch those end credits and i think it's a brilliant thing that they put those the the bonus scenes the uh, the po- the post credit scenes in there because it makes you sit and watch those credits and you see hundreds and hundreds of names of people who contribute and yeah. create that art and don't piss on them because you you don't marty said that he felt like they weren't cinematic and i'm like i don't know 
what that means. That doesn't make any sense to me because the genre has changed almost every 10 years from its inception in the late 1890s. Every 10 years or so, there's a dramatic change in filmmaking and how it's presented and where it's presented and all that. I'm Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Well, I just also feel like anytime, because there was someone else that came out this last week that was like, they were mad that people didn't like their film and they blamed millennials. And I just feel like, I can't remember which director that was, but I remember when that stuff came out about Scorsese and I was like, I just want to be like, you're just fucking jealous because you, your whatever film just came out didn't do as well as you thought it deserved. And it's like, just fucking get over yourself. Make another film. Yeah. Well, like, and their, their whole thing is like, the, they're talking about what is high art, right? This is, this isn't high art. This is, uh, this is just blockbuster trash. And like, I think in the past, like schlock has been seen as that, but like now we actually look back on, you know, I mean, black exploitation films. We look back on schlock. We look back on even fucking like Mel Brooks kind of shit as like some of the great stuff, right? We're, we're homaging it all the time. And he even homages that kind of stuff. But that's what they're doing, too. That's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing as well. And they're constantly homaging different genres, like we talked about with Winter Soldier last time. And at the end of the day, really what he's talking about is, like, we're creating art. They're just creating movie ticket sales. And I would argue that because of what this MCU as a whole has done, and, like... Film will, like you were saying this, guy, but like film will never be the same again. Right. And like blockbuster film will never be the same again. And the way that we view like extended franchises and universes will never be the same again. It's why the, it's why the fucking, um, th- uh, uh, Rise of Sky- Skywalker fucking blows is because it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not doing the same thing that the Marvel universe is doing where it's like really expounding on anything. It's three different people. Well, it's JJ twice, but it's still like JJ and 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 um, uh, Ryan Johnson having a dick measuring contest rather than it being about the fans and about the building of universe and the building of of character development and and that's what's like lacking in things like Star Wars for me that is like so apparent here and not all, all the way in Star Wars. I just hate Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. Also, there was a disappointing amount of porgs in it. So. They were like, you know what? They taste like Skywalker's fine. The second that I realized there weren't enough porgs, negative zero. Negative zero. Yeah, I said it. Negative zero. Negative zero is 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 both the opposite of zero and zero. So therefore, it's 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 infinite multiverse level nothing i hate that fucking movie okay it's it's also just like i mean these marvel movies i got i mean yes they are huge blockbuster movies and they're the big summer films or they're the big holiday films but the thing is is like for the most part especially for shit like that where they're spending all that money people want more out of the films than just big explosions and big strong guys saving women from a villain you know i mean it's just Things have evolved, so the Marvel movies are more than that because the people making them care way more than they used to in filmmaking. I feel here, like here, yeah. Also, right? filmmaking is an art. Period. Like yeah. I don't care if you're just like filming, uh, you know, random. Michael Bay. Comedy. 
Yeah. Well, well <laughs> come on. Not, not well, you know what? There when are, are we artists that Bay. work on those movies. The people who build his CGI are fucking artists. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, okay, whatever. He's not an artist. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> we love Michael Bay on this podcast, don't we? Uh, we're so awful to him. Hey, guys, let's get into it. Welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast with theater people. We just spent a half hour not doing what we were supposed to. We were going to, like, jump right in. We didn't do it. Uh, theater podcast with theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm Z.J. Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett. And each week we get together to discuss, debate, and disseminate the works of great playwrights, but we're not doing that right now. We're, we're doing some bonus episodes. <laughs> we're just having fun. And right now we're in the middle of our MCU discussion, uh, as we've already kind of hopped into but what, what what's our next movie let's just get going because i am excited to rank our our things at the end and let everybody hear uh the full lists uh and then sure. get out of here so so we covered the first 13 we're covering 26 movies Holy um fuck. so um the, it'll go next, quicker now though because we've we've done yeah, we've, a lot we've of the done the big stuff already. so yeah. our next one up is 2016 dr strange Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to make a lot of people mad on this one. Why? Because I put it at 22. Here's the thing. And I don't think anybody can get mad at any of this. Like, it's all, oh, they're I can. all just movies. I can. Oh, okay. Well, no. I don't care about any of this enough to. I know, sure. that, I know that people really, really love Doctor Strange, and I don't have anything against Benedict Cumberbatch. I just, the first time I watched that movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I think oh. the second time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. But I will give it kudos because Dormammu is one of my favorite bad guys in all of MCU. I just liked Word. him. He Dormammu. looked cool. Yeah. He does look really cool. Um, uh, yeah. So, Scott? It, this was my number 14. 14? Oh, I just Four. thought this was going to be way up on your list, I guess. No, I liked it a lot. Um, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I think the character is very, very challenging in a lot of ways, and it's good that he has it because he's got the asshole element that, that Tony Stark has, but he doesn't have the charm. But he has a sincere mm -hmm. desire to help people, and there's growth in the character. And then as, as it goes on, we obviously see the, the bigger growth as well. Um, you know, there's, there's some great stuff in here. Uh, the, you know, the Tilda casting, the Tilda Swinton casting is problematic, and I think about it every time I see it. But I think it's extraordinary in some of its visual effects and some of its mind-twisting. We're getting into some more complex elements of the mcu which are now starting to play out even more so yeah Wh what about you bailey where is it at it's my number four. Oh, right on. uh there this i saw this in reno uh, uh while i, I was see, on contract i saw it in reno killed a man just to watch him die. right before then i got uh, distracted no, I, I was doing it. i was doing the full monty um in reno and i was like going through like all kinds of depression and i was like i'm gonna go see a fucking marvel movie by myself and i went and saw this movie in 3d nice. at the amc reno and i wept at the end of this movie i was like huh. they have pulled off some of the greatest cgi and 3d use of 3d that i have seen since avatar and i don't even like avatar but i just loved that 3d experience this it it is so fucking good it was doing better it was doing 
vi inception type visuals better than inception had done it you know and i just like fell into it s so deeply i don't love the rachel mcadams arc i'm hoping they can fix that a little bit moving forward they may not we'll see um i think the tilda swinton casting i've talked to a lot of people about it um especially uh actually at like asian specific like actors who um have a lot of feelings on it and some of them were just are just sort of like could have cast anybody you just you could have cast anybody. Mm -hmm. I know that they're trying to avoid the fact that that character is very racist in the comics, and they're like, "Well, let's just go the complete opposite." But I'm like, "Yeah, but you could have done anything, mm -hmm. you know." And to choose Tilda Swinton is interesting. However, if you delete the comics completely, and you delete this this sort of Tibetan like side that she's meant to be, like whatever, they do explain it well. She's nobody. She's nothing. Like anybody can be anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this is. Eastern practices, blah, 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 blah. They do a good job of it, in my opinion. Tilda Swinton puts in a fucking phenomenal performance. She is this. great She's in She's always it. awesome. Yeah. Mads Milk yeah. Mickelson is my third favorite bad guy in the MCU as Cassilius. Uh, he's just he's always good. good. He's just, just always good. Just so good. Some of the best, like, physical work. That scene where he gets thrown into the... What? Pass, by the way. Mads Mickelson, pass. Oh, pass. Uh, for me. Uh, when he gets put in the contraption, the the like, uh, yes, it's like a um, bondage like an iron contraption, maid, like an iron, iron maiden, maiden thing. Yeah. But it like puts him on the ground. But I can just imagine him like doing that physical work of like moving backwards into that position, and then them like CGIing in the the this thing. Stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm cool. I'm obsessed with that movie. Uh, I rewatch it all the time. The last time that I ate shrooms. Yeah. I watched it. It's right, good for that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm in love. Yeah. Um, I love everything they did in What If. I love yeah. everything oh, yeah. they did with him in What If. I'm so excited to see how he interacts with uh, Peter Parker in the new No Way Home. I'm so excited to see how he uh, sort of takes on the Tony Stark role a little bit moving forward, I think. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. And I loved their dynamic funny. too when the two of them. Yeah, they're funny up. because they're kind of the same, um, which is almost annoying. Like in the first, uh, in this movie, in Doctor Strange, there is that little part of me that's like, ah, he's, he's kind of just doing Tony Stark again. But moving forward, he is so different after that, after his trans transformation, yeah. once he mm -hmm. actually yeah. is Doctor Strange, that I'm like, oh, I great i'm on this guy now i just don't like who he is before it however all of that stuff really works for me with the car crash um that episode of what if about him is the best episode of what if i agree in my opinion yeah yeah i agree yeah uh okay uh performance reviews here we go uh benedict cumberbatch as dr stephen strange the accent isn't perfect but he gets there by endgame uh yeah it's a, a super pass yeah. it's, it's benedict pass. cumberbatch he's pass. great I, you know, I feel like with the stuff that I've seen him in, I almost love his characters, his mocap stuff even more. Like, I love his smog. <laughs> and he's he's Dormammu, too. Um, I saw this video the other day of, oh, he is Dormammu, that's true, That's which mm -hmm. is rad. I saw this video the other day of a person doing, like, a, uh, it was like a monologue competition or whatever, like a stand-up monologue competition or whatever, but they did it as as Benedict Cumberbatch in the green screen mocap suit, <laughs> okay. but just giving like a monologue about like 
whatever. He was like playing a dragon, sort of, whatever. But it was just so <laughs> fucking funny to watch. Just, oh, okay. Anyway, I look it up. I don't. I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it, it's just I, I can't remember any of the lines from it, or I would repeat it and make you piss your pants but it, it's just it's just good because he's just like hello and he's really like fully being a dragon but That's so good. there are videos of of benedict Cumberbatch being smaug and he's just like on the floor just like hello like slinking around it's fucking gross i he's he's kind of one of those actors that i still like and i like i think he's talented and everything it's just i've never seen him as like a person on screen and been like Wow, that's some really masterful work. I feel like he's someone that's going to be exciting to watch in the next, like, 15 and 20 years. I think he's going to age into some even cooler roles, I guess. I really do love him in August Osage County. It's weird casting, but he really works in that movie. Okay, I love him in Sherlock. The Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, he's great in Sherlock. I've also heard people who watched his Frankenstein on stage and have said it was, like, transformative. So he's supposed to be great on stage. She would tell Ejiofor... Always a pass. Always a super. As pass. Mordo, who I hope comes back in Madness uh, Universe, I, Multiverse of Madness. I yes. believe he does. Yes. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Doctor Christine Palmer. I. She's great. Pass. Yeah, soft pass. She's not. She definitely passes. Much. I just wish it was a better role. She's meant to be Night Nurse from the comics, kind yeah. of, but she like doesn't fulfill that role in any way, so it's sort of weird. Benedict Wong! Super yes. pass! Yes. The better Benedict, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Better dick. Oh, super. Sorry. Oh, Benedict Wong in Shang-Chi also, and when he pops up in other things, he's, okay, sorry. He's he's a great character. Mads Mikkelsen is Cassilius. Absolutely. Hard pass, yeah. one of the yeah. best villains of the whole thing. Tilda Swinton, the ancient yes. one. Fast, yes. yes. He's great. Uh, uh, Benjamin Bratt. He's the one. At, yeah. He's the one who uh, actually like goes and uh, is was cripple and went to Clubertage or whatever and, it's called. Clubertage. <laughs> and yeah, he gets healed and yeah, he's great. He's 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 been around for a while. Done a lot. Of yeah, stuff, I don't know why gonna... I acted like he was going to show up in other places in the MCU. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Um. Is there anyone else in this one that is worth talking about? There isn't really. Yeah, I think we, no. We, I think we covered all the big ones. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Next up, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm, one of my least favorite MCU movies. Yeah. You... This was nine slash ten again for me. Okay. Like I had yeah. them both kind of interchangeable. Where Scott? was it? Where was? I I have it at nineteen. It was a really yeah. hard one for me to place. I liked it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, I think it's a little bit of a retread, but I think Rucker and Kurt Russell are really good in it. Um, and then we have what's her name is um, is uh, what's her name? Palm. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I don't hate on it. It just sort As of fell, fell there. Where's it at for I... you again, Bailey? So I have Guardians one at twenty, and I have this at twenty two. Okay. I don't. I don't I like everybody individually in these movies. I don't care about them as a team. Like I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever, I want you guys with other people. Uh... I love them as a team in Infinity War. I think when they go to nowhere together and do all that stuff, uh, yeah. I'm really in for that. I don't and when they're with Thor and all that stuff, I don't um I don't care about them in this movie. I don't like 
uh, he and Gamora's relationship so much in this movie. I, I think there's like better ways to handle it. Uh, Nebula's great. Uh, Kurt Russell is is a amazing casting for this role of Ego because he is because Chris Pratt is doing what Kurt Russell did back in the day in the Carpenter yeah. movies, right? Yeah. He's yeah. he's literally doing the like action star who's who can't be taken too seriously. Yeah. You know, he's doing the Escape from New York, he's doing the Big Trouble in Little China. So I I get it. Um do I like it? Eh, I think I like uh, it more more than you do, but I get you. Yeah. I get you. I get where you come from. Yeah. What do you like about this one, Siege? I just, again, these, when I watched all of them chronologically last year, <clears throat> excuse me, these popped in, they come in between, isn't it like the two, two of the Avenger movies, right? Um, the first one comes in between, when, the first one comes in between Winter Soldier and Avengers Ultron, and then the second one um, is between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man Homecoming. But I mean chronologically. Not, not like the oh, least. I, 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 yeah, they're back to back chronologically, but I don't and remember I, where I, they fall overall. I, I, I think I remember them being in between two super heavy movies, and so I really like. And and I think it was also kind of like the last breath before stuff starts getting really dark. And right. Scary. So this was like a fun departure for yeah, you. Yeah, and I, I, I love teenage Groot through this. Like it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so fun. I love yeah. the teenage group stuff. That's great. That's good times. Yeah. Hey, okay, you want a performance review? Yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah. Let's that do that. Uh, we don't have a lot of new ones. We only have two or three new ones, right? Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, let me check, double check here. Uh, all cast and crew, top cast. Uh, okay. So we have Michael Rooker, Karen Gillen, Palm Clementif. I think she's delightful. <laughs> I think she's delightful. Oh yes, I love her. She's so as mantis, sweet. As mantis. Mm -hmm. She's great. We have Kurt Russell as Ego. Pass. He's a he's yeah, a, pass. He's a pass. Yeah, he's, he, it's great casting, as you said. Good casting. It's he does all right. Um yeah, I give Palm a pass. She does a good job. Uh Elizabeth Debicki uh as Ayesha, the uh the golden woman. Um, she's oh, she's the... yeah, all, 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 all that casting yeah. is great. Yeah, yes. I like all that. Yeah, stuff. I love she's that really stuff. good. Um, Chris Sullivan is Taserface. We didn't talk about him in the last. Yeah, one. he's great. He's very funny. Oh, and we should uh, also give a shout out to uh, Joe Freya, Sacred yeah, Fools alum, best. friend of the friend of the pod, and Sherlock from when we did our show Watson. Uh, he's Oblo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's uh, part of the Michael Rooker gang. Yeah. Isn't he? He gets thrown yeah. out in, a, mm -hmm. gets thrown out in um, space. Yeah. This is also where we get introduced to Palm Clem. I mean, holy shit. To Sylvester Stallone. Yes. As the... Takar Ogard, who, which is part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Yeah. Um. So he is meant to. Because they. The, isn't the final. The the mid credit scene like a shot of him with the original yes that Guardian is the original team, guardians like really, of the galaxy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's kind of, isn't michelle yo in there though michelle yo is also in there yep but isn't she in shang chi 
Yeah, she's 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 a double. But it's not the same dipper. person. Not the same. Yeah, it's not the same she's person. A, she's just a double dipper. She can. I don't she know can if I like it. Michelle Yeoh can play two characters. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I disagree with Michelle that. Michelle Yeoh can do anything she wants to do. Right. Uh, David Hasselhoff uh, as himself being yeah. played by yeah. himself, the form of David Hasselhoff, yeah, but fine. Ego is being him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seth Green as Howard the Duck, his first appearance. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's next? Uh, see, let's uh, in terms of movies, we're going to 2017 and we're going to Spider-Man Homecoming. Mr. and Mrs. Spiderman. I now pronounce you man <laughs> and really high up on my MCU list. All right, where is this for y'all? Siege? Mine's at four. Wow, that's high. That's a good one. Yeah. Though. That's high. Scott? Number eight for me. Okay. okay. Where is it at for you? We have a nice interval thing here going. Mine is number six. All right. Good cluster. So four, six, and eight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really love this film. Um, I mean, it. I again, he's my favorite Spider-Man. I've never seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but you don't need to. also you don't with need this, to. Ca- I remember with this movie in particular, I feel like every three minutes I was screaming at the TV, being excited about somebody in this cast. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome, and what's great is they really find the insecurity of it, the whole relationship with Tony that's going on. Um, you feel like this is a, is a high school kid who doesn't t- barely knows who he is and has this huge weight put on him and he's trying to figure it all out while trying yeah. to save the world. And it's fucking great. And Michael Keaton, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the top. Michael, uh, Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Keaton uh, as Adrian Toomes, the vulture, my second favorite villain of the MCU. As oh, a Birdman. AKA Birdman. As a man bird. He's been a Birdman multiple times now. Wow. Um, no, he's Zendaya. fantastic casting for this. It's genius. It's meta. It's weird. Zendaya killing the fucking game awesome. as like one of the truly like best turns uh, uh, and nostalgic pulls of my heart when at the end um, someone calls her MJ. And you're like, wait, she's MJ? She's not Michelle? Oh, I love Ah. it because it's a whole new take on MJ. It's not the MJ from the comics or from the show or anybody. It's it's a or or it's and it's not fucking that weird Kirsten Dunst version of MJ, which is actually just Quinn Stacy. But then they try to do Gwen Stacy, and it's just MJ. But so weird. None of it makes sense. Um, but that's in the Sam Raimi verse, uh, which is gonna be canon soon, we think. So we'll 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 fucking see. We'll find out. Uh, Actually, it is canon because fucking. And Willem Dafoe is in it. Um, Speaking of, can, can we can we just shout out multiverse yeah. or Spider Verse? Like I, I that's another. I I don't know where it falls with into the Spider Verse. Which I just um, I've seen that movie a billion time. times. Yeah. I love it. Is in my top five Marvel movies. Like, mm-hmm. and that includes like the X Men movies, the fucking. Um, uh, Spider Man, Sam Raimi movies. Like mm-hmm. this is that is. That's so like in the top. Like it's just it. so perfect. It's love so good. It. And I'm I'm hoping it somehow ties into No Way Home. I don't know if they're gonna be that bold, but mm-hmm. they might be because uh, if we're shouting out like you know uh, things outside of the MCU, Venom is is fantastic. And Venom, let there be carnage. Spoiler alert: uh, is MCU canon? All right. I I've been curious uh, about those movies. You'll you'll see. It's not technically. 
in the same universe, but you'll see it's really good. Um, and then uh, you have the 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 Raimi verse, the Andrew Garfield verse, which the first one is pretty good with Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. The second one doesn't work in any way, shape, or form, which is why they didn't make a a, a third. Um, but we'll see what happens with the next one. Homecoming fucking rocks. It's really high for me. Um, okay, so here's a few new people that pop up in this one. Michael Keaton, hard pass. Yes. Super pass. Uh, Zendaya. Hard yes. Pass. Oh, yes. Yes. Jacob Batalon as Ned. Fuck yes. Yes. The guy at the, the computer. guy in the chair. That's I right. love the him. The guy in the chair. He's fucking great in this. Um, uh, a kind of revolutionary take on this character, Tony Revolori as Flash. Yes. 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 Really great. good. Yes. Loved really him. good. Um, and then someone else worth mentioning is Donald Glover as Aaron Davis, aka the Prowler. Yeah. Another person I would drop everything for. Yeah, I would. Oh, wow. I would got gawk and Mary. I would kill. I would fuck Mary, kill Donald Glover, all three. Yeah. Um. So I. But I will say this about him. He. That was funny, guys. Come on, give me that. Yeah, so I'm really got you. <laughs> okay, come on. Um. But I will say this. Um. Because Spider Verse uses Prowler so well. Right, because mm-hmm. they're doing the Miles Morales stuff, and there is one line in Spider-Man: Homecoming where Donald Glover mentions that he's got to get to his nephew's birthday. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. all that can mean is that Miles Morales exists in this universe, and that makes me so fucking excited. And they may not do anything else with Donald Glover as the Prowler, or maybe they'll save him for later when uh, they actually do have a Miles Morales. But I'm hoping that No Way Home somehow uses Spider-Verse. And this is just a take. I haven't heard anything about No Way Home. I don't know anyone who's seen it. But I just want to like put it out into the universe that I, I, I think there might be some kind of end of the Spider-Verse tie-in where they're just, they kind of act like Spider-Verse wasn't animated. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love, and then maybe yes. we get like Peter Porker and maybe we get like <laughs> Nick Cage. I don't know. It'll be great. Uh, there's nobody else really in this that. Oh, a lot of people pop. Martin Starr is fucking great. I, Martin Starr. He I really saw this pops. Right they after way I more just, to do in the next one too. Right. I Or I saw the next one right after I just binged Silicon Valley and I love him in Silicon Valley. He's so, so great. Oh, yeah. he's so genius in Silicon yeah. Valley. I love him. And Freaks and Geeks and he's and just one of the greats. Geeks, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, he's great. Hannibal Buress is, is fantastic as the coach. He's, uh-huh. he's got some funny <laughs> moments. Um, there's a couple different people who take on the role of uh, Shocker. Right. Shocker is um, a really cool bad guy from the comics who like wears the like quilted suit so that he doesn't uh, get shocked by his own like hand yeah. things and mm-hmm. they pass it off. But the first one is Logan Marshall Green, who uh, I don't remember very well in this movie, but he's like fine. But he looks exactly like Tom Hardy to me, so I can never tell the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get you. Um, and then the second charger is fuck. I can't remember. Wait, let me look it up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Cut all this out. I'm a fucking trash pile. I should have no. looked this no, up. No, right. no, quite right. Oh, no, it's it's Bokeem. Oh, fuck. Of course it is. It's Bokeem Woodbine, one of our great uh, character actors, um, is is Shocker 2. He's fantastic. And I'm pretty sure he's about to be in the new Halo movie that's coming out next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. All right. Meh? Meh? I'm mad to the Halo movie, not to the actor. It might be good. The the trailer rocks. Um, I need a Zelda movie before I have a fucking Halo movie. Next movie? Oh well, they'll never do a Zelda movie. Um. Okay. Next. 
Oh, next film is in 2017. It's Thor Ragnarok. Taika Waititi's Thor Taika. Ragnarok. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, there's, um, yeah, where's this? Where's your, what's your rank here, Siege? Now, I just want to say this again, because my top fives are all kind of interchangeable, but I have it at number one. Because I also measured it by ones that I've watched over and over and over and over again. And I've probably seen this one the most out of all of them. And also Taika Waititi, like I'm not even a person that knows directors, but he's swiftly becoming someone that if he's made the film, I'm dying to see it. Have you watched Hunt for the Wilder People yet? It's so good. It's It's going to be your new favorite movie. You're going to love it. It's magical. And it's got the kid from Deadpool 2 in it. (laughs) Yeah, right. That kid's amazing. He's amazing. What's your ranking? Go ahead. Uh, Siege? Ragnarok probably has my favorite joke line of the entire series in it. Which is what? Kate Blanchett said, Who am I? Has anyone just heard a word that I said? (laughs) After her big speech where she introduces, I just, she's so Is that your British accent? Shut up. What are you doing? I'm tired. No, she's fantastic. Uh, this is one of my favorite posters of all of the MCU. <sighs> it's the one where they all have like their arms extended in a different way. But it's like hers is the helmet. The mm-hmm. back is is uh, um, Hulk uh, in his gladiator gear. And mm-hmm. Thor's yeah. holding out his hammers. And it's fucking radical. Uh, Thor Ragnarok for me. Number eight. Number six for me. Um, yeah, Ooh, it's so, up there for all of us. Yeah, yeah I love it that is, film. It's um, it, there's a few of these that are. This may be one of the best directed. This might be one of the top three I think best, it is directed. The best directed. And um, first of all, got to give a huge shout out to Joe Dorowski that he clearly was using there's a lot his, of Joe Dorowski, a lot of Joe Dorowski in the design work and all that. But yeah, he it's finds everywhere. the humor. He he. Uh, allows Hems, Helmsworth, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth to finally get it. Like it's yeah. it's Thor fully realized for me in the humor it is, and, it's and also, the way. It's also the first time we're getting kind of a Hulk movie. Yeah. Right? Because like it really focuses in on the planet Hulk storyline, the yeah. old Greg Pak storyline that, that like fucking rules. That's like one of the only, because I don't, I, I like Hulk. He's not like one of my guys, but like that's one of the only ones I've fully read through because I loved the animated movie that came out of it years ago. And I was yeah, like, oh, I have to go yeah. read that now. It's radical. They did a really good job of incorporating that whole storyline with this. Uh, it's our first Jeff Goldblum performance. It's our first Tessa Thompson performance who has Valkyrie, which is just exciting yeah. um, in and of itself. Uh, her accent work isn't perfect, but she's, she's doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, much like CJ. Uh, her British accent, <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> um, but we we also get a bit of Doctor Strange. We get a bit of uh, this is our best Odin scene, in my opinion. Oh, um, yeah, that's awesome. You get a, you get a lot of stuff here. Carl Urban as Scourge. Um, this great one's little, fun. A great little performance. Great little arc. Um, I think this is the best comedy of the entire MCU. And Gold Bloom, Jeff Goldblum, Gold Blooming, or. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so okay, the only people we haven't talked about, Kate Blanchett as Hella. Oh, Fuck, fucking yes. hard I mean, pass, super hard pass. The yeah. other reason why I have this at the top two is it's one of the movies where I'm like, well, I want her to win. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, that's how I am a little bit with with Thena sometimes too. Yes. Um, yes, but we'll I will say, there. what's interesting about the the Infinity Saga in the comics is that 
uh, Thanos is actually doing everything in the comics. Everything that he's doing is because he is in love with Hela and he's trying to impress her. Oh. So he's just taking out whole populations. Uh, that is actually his drive in the co in the original Infinity Saga comics. Mm -hmm. the, I'm glad they didn't do that with this. I think that wouldn't have worked. However, mm -hmm. watching Josh Brolin and Kate Blanchett uh, tongue fuck would have been really fun. <laughs> um, that would have been good times. Uh, but she's a total pass. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is the Grandmaster. Pass. Yes, he's fucking yes. total pass. Goldblooming all over everybody's face in this. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just uh, loving it. He's blowing his Goldblum. Tessa, oh gross! Tessa Thompson is Valkyrie. <laughs> She's oh, fucking gross. Yes. Carl Urban is Scourge. Total. Yes. Pass. Yes. yes. Mark Ruffalo as Gladiator Hulk. Yes. <laughs> He's so great. Good. And uh, I love Tessa Thompson and uh, the Hulk's, Hulk's relationship. Yeah, I agree. Yes, too. it's I great. Agree. It's awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. Taika Waititi as Korg. Yes. Love. Love. And Rachel House as Topaz, which is the Grandmaster's sidekick, oh, who she's is a huge part awesome. in Wilder, Wilder People. She is, oh. yes. She's in a bunch of, I think she might be in Jojo Rabbit. She's in all of Taika Waititi's stuff, but she's also the voice of the grandmother in Moana. Oh, she's oh. awesome. She's awesome. Oh, my God. And she's like, I believe native New Zealander or. Uh, she's a Kiwi. She has to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and yep, she's Auckland. Yeah, she's fucking ah, oh, she's so great. Um, and then you have some other cool like voice performances. You have Clancy Brown, uh, who I I love. He's, he's Mr. Just a legend, Krabs. Legend. Uh, a lot of people know him as Mr. Krabs, but I always uh, I like him in. Um, oh, okay, okay. Starship Troopers, Shawshank Redemption. He's in a all of his things. Rick and Morty stuff is fantastic. Oh yeah, he's all all over yeah, the place yeah. in that. Oh, and this um, is the one where Anthony Hopkins is playing Loki, playing yes. Odin. That's right, in the opening when he's, yeah, and Matt Damon And is we got playing. our Matt Damon. And then third Hemsworth brother is also is playing <laughs> Thor. Loki or so and, shit. and you also at the same time get Od get his, like, Odin as King Lear ending, too. Yeah, yeah so. that, that scene when that. they're, like, looking over the, the, the Viking peaks. Yes. Yeah, is like, that's... That is cool. him actually putting in a performance. I think yeah. he does a great job there. Yeah. That gets him the pass for sure. Um, okay, that's everyone from this one. What's next, Scott? Black ne Panther? Next up is Black Panther 2018. Okay. All right. I'm going off memory with those, and I, 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 I do remember seeing Black Panther. I remember feeling like it was so soon after in a good way. I was like, oh, another one? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like very excited for it. I was not prepared for this film, Black Panther. Mm. I was not prepared to like it as much as I did. Oh. Uh, what is where is this ranked for you guys? It's two for me. Uh, it's number five for me, and I acknowledge it as a great film, but I do have something critical to say about it. I it's number it, two for me. Mm. Before you go, it, mm -hmm. thank two you. For me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go um, ahead. So it's one that I've probably watched the most, and it's the one that has worn the most thin for me. And I love it. I think it, like I said, I think it is the maybe the best designed of the films, maybe the best directed of the films. Um, best writing. Here, I mean, here, it's like top three writing. Uh, maybe. Here's, oh, and here's so why. Good. Here's why. Here's my hot take. And this Googler. is what, um, is, I, I don't believe Michael B. Jordan in this. 
No. Listen to listen to what I'm about to say. I think the character is well written. I don't in the middle of this film as it starts to drag in the middle and it drags a little bit in the middle for me now. And this is number five. This is I'm I'm trying I'm being critical because I've seen it so much because it's so watchable. I don't believe that Michael B. Jordan has three PhDs and is like and is an elite super soldier. And he's done this all in by the age of 20. Like, I don't quite buy it. And there's moments where Chadwick is such a superior actor, in my opinion, that it downplays it just a little bit. That being said, I think it is the best villain and the most compelling villain in the MCU for me. It's the best villain in the MCU. It's my favorite villain in the MCU. It's the best performance of a villain in the MCU besides maybe Thanos. Oh, I'm afraid I hard disagree. CJ, you can put Doctor Strange wherever the fuck you want, but Scott, you've lost your fucking mind about (laughs) Michael B. Jordan. He is so perfect in this film. The way that he is playing, and I, and you know, I I don't know that we can even really speak to it, but from what I've been told, what I've listened to on Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, and from just my own, uh, you know, personal feelings just as a human, he is playing the entirety he and and this is partly due to the writing the entirety of that feeling of why what makes him the best villain is i have been left behind by this culture this amazing place why haven't they come and saved all of us from america why haven't they saved all the people who were enslaved why haven't they and he has a couple moments where he feels a bit like a petulant teenager Mm. And I, those are the moments where I'm like, oh, he knows exactly what he's doing because he knows that this guy isn't, he might have those PhDs and he's a super soldier, but he's not, he's not invincible and he's not free from emotion. Right. Right. Like he is still gonna sometimes like just get a little too angry and like stomp his feet, you know, like, and he, he plays because he's also the quote unquote bad guy too, you know, right. But he doesn't see himself that way. He sees himself as his next savior. He's a Jesus complex. He he has a Jesus complex. Well, Thanos too, kind of. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's those best villains, you know, tend to, um, I love him in this. Uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 I respect your opinion, Scott, but I also don't. Uh, <laughs> I I love this 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 movie. Watch it was again. One... Just watch it again. I watched it like a fucking month ago. I love that shit. This movie was one of the few of all of the Marvel movies that I bought on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um. I and I've seen it a billion fucking times. It's so beautiful and it's so rich and the music. I mean, like one of my main things with yeah, with the Marvel great. universe is while I don't hate the music or anything, it's not memorable. The music in this movie is memorable. Yeah. And I also just dig yeah. like, and I know I know these are superhero movies and it's supposed to be about this one being or group of beings that saves the world. But I love this whole concept of like. He's in charge and he's the king, but he also defers to this group of women around him that save his ass all the fucking time. And sometimes they have better ideas than him, too. And I just, I love that about this movie. So, performance review. Uh, CJ, Hmm. how do you feel about Michael B. Jordan? I love him. I give him a pass. I do too, so that uh, outweighs whatever Scott has to say. So we just won't even ask him. Uh, Lupita Nyong, no, do you give him a pass or a fail? I give him a pass. I, I soft pass. There, 
no, I, not even Full a pass. soft pass. It's deep pass. Again, it's because it's I watched butt. it so much that I I'm like, I don't I don't know if if he's really that guy. That's okay. all. That's okay. All. But I don't hate him or anything. I he's like just it. one of the greatest actors of our time and maybe all time. But <laughs> well, you're right. He's um, really good in Creed. He's really fucking good at Creed. Uh, Fruitvale Station, uh, fucking um, Hardball, one of his fir- first performances. This guy, he's he's got only places to go, uh, uh, which is up. Um, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, motherfucking oh, a pass. Oh so God. good. Great and everything. She's so, good. so amazing. Uh, another playwright in the MCU, Denai Guerrero. Yes. Yes. There's yes. A playwright I'll, we should cover, honestly. Let's well, do we it. Could. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not. Awesome. Uh, there's, if we keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, we should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should do shout outs to, to everybody in here. But there's nobody that's gonna not pass for me. Daniel Kaluuya. Pass. Letitia Wright. Yes. Winston Duke. Yes. Yes. M'Baku. Oh, I love Mbaku. Yeah. One M'Baku. of the one of the breakout <laughs> characters from this shit. Uh, Letitia Wright, I believe, as Shuri, will be taking on the mantle of. Uh, Black Panther has that been confirmed? It has not so. been confirmed. Nobody oh. really knows. Okay. Oh, and she also she's an anti-vaxer and has caused. They've been having some issues on set. Yeah, you so. know what I have kind of thought about though, with them naming it Wakanda Forever and like Coogler taking it on. What would be the coolest fucking thing that they could do? Would be if everyone got to take the flower and have the Black Panther power for just one battle and they're all fucking Black Panthers. Yeah, they're all right. just like kicking ass for an entire that'd be sick. Uh Sterling K. Brown uh, I love him. Phenomenal. Yes. Always, oh always, 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 always. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Yes. Phenomenal. Yes. All the way through the, to the end. War- Forrest Whitaker, one of the best. Yes. The legend. Uh Matt Grandmaster. Yeah, Grandmaster. Uh, and then you have, you know, other people that have popped up in other things. Florence Kasumba uh, is one of the, like, tall, beautiful guards, and she shows up yes. in, was it? Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is it Falcon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She shows up. She's great. Um, besides that, I don't think there's anybody else worth mentioning. Okay. Uh, not that they're all worth mentioning. They're all phenomenal. We don't have a lot of time. Next is, I believe, an Anthony Joe Russo film called Avengers Infinity, A War. Um, that would, uh, no, that's in- incorrect. Uh, oh, you know, you're, you're right. My bad. Sure my, bad my bad. I just looked at it. Sure just looked at it wrong. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Yes. Uh, phenomenal film. Uh, where is this for you? I have it 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, it's, it's number three for me. It's really hard to, to break that and end game apart. Um, but it's 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 an extraordinary accomplishment. It really is. Number five for me, Infinity War. Number five. Um, we all have it pretty high. It's yeah. I mean, Scott, I, it waffles for me. Like sometimes it's in my top three. It's always in my top five. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. So I just put it at number five because it, it the boldness, the gumption, and the gall to fucking end the movie with Thanos winning. Yeah. And yeah, we know another one is coming, but not for a bit. Yeah. You know, we have some years. And so we're sort of like, like the, the, the to make Thanos the actual hero of this movie in a way, the anti-hero of this movie in a way, making it impossible for Ruffalo to be Hulk, giving him that whole arc. Um, just everything in that movie fucking works i fucking live for it it's number five for me i love it it. 
and it's just an amazing balancing act of storylines and characters and who's who's paired up and matched up and where they're going the whole thing with tony and, and spider-man and dr strange on the ship going to space oh. and meeting up with the guardians and then the, the end break, when he fuck went oh. oh my god but then the fantastic pairing of rocket groot and thor Perfect. And they go off mm-hmm. on their su- their sub adventure, and they go this meet hot... uh, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. And they meet Dinklage, giant. you know. Yeah, and it's just brilliant stuff. And the 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 building of of the new um, weapon for uh, for what what is it called? Hammer. Uh, what is it? The the new the the, new the, the axe. axe. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I was about to say myth and drill, and I'm like, nope. That's no, the that's fucking a... chainmail. I can't Lord remember exactly. <laughs> Mithril, yeah, no, Mithril. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Um, but so, but like, you know, one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man moments is he finally, for the first time, we see the Spidey sense in a physical way, where his his uh, hair stands up on his arm, and yeah. it's like the only time he's out of suit in the whole movie, which is radical. Right, right. Um, all the stuff about Alien when they're up on the actual ship, and he actually uses the tactic from alien of yes. blowing a hole in the side and you're like I, yeah i love all of the i love all of the old people old people jokes where he's like i saw this old movie once or i'm listening to this old band yeah and- that's yeah. just hilarious i love yeah. i love his dynamic with tony the whole time it's oh, fun. yeah agreed and they really lock that in so that that final moment when peter's disappearing turning into ash you're just like yeah. heartbroken i cried oh, my yeah. eyes out at the end of infinity war in theaters yeah uh, pretty phenomenal film. Uh, another Russo spectacular. Um, we haven't talked about this performance yet, guys. Let's talk about it. Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, he's super right. pass. He's my he's shown he's, up before. He was in the, Guardians. And... Yeah, but he's awesome in this. I think they do a fantastic job of of really justifying this character. I mean, that's the and that's the whole question that's looming over all of these you know post post endgame shows is was Thanos kind of right and we've all yeah. kind of gotten, gotten into the shit. drunken question but he's my favorite villain without question I think he's in the performance is perfect it's spot on yeah and I think you know this whole thing asks like is it would it be better if we had half the population because then people would be able to live better lives and like you know and that's the sort of moral conundrum of this but the question gets brought up and then endgame sort of answers the question of like like was that fair no it wasn't let's let's get it back but then the aftermath all has to be like fuck was thanos right just like you said scott and then we'll get to this but eternals to me is the first time we've gotten the answer and i'll talk about that like about whether or not thanos was right that's my opinion on eternals we'll get to it later uh fucking uh there's no one else really new in this one i think that we've met everybody i think we there's uh there's henchman thanos's henchman uh what's your name uh that's true cole obsidian one of the great names of a henchman <laughs> yeah uh it does a great job his name's terry notary yes oh, is uh, that the tall skinny guy with no nose no that's ebony Ma. Oh, oh, right. Played by Which Tom is a way better... Von Lawler. What a yeah. great bat, Ebony Maul. Also, what a name with a lot of to mine. the same vowel sound. Tom Von Lawler <laughs> is his name. Uh, and then you have Carrie Coon as Proxima Midnight. Another solid. Yeah, my uh, only yes. criticism there is that she's underused. Like, yeah. she's so good. She is. Ugh. And she, there's that scene where um, 
later at the end when it's like daylight in Wakanda and they're all fighting, uh, trying to get through the big barrier and stuff. Sometimes in the in the light, her CGI doesn't hold up in the face. Mm. There's yeah. just like moments where I'm like, ugh, but that's not her fault. Yeah. Um, but I'm just pointing that out. And then Corvus Glaive, uh, which is the I think the big one. The big one. I think that's the big one. I think one. it's Corvus Glaive. And then you have uh uh Cole Obsidian, I think is the is the kind of weird uh elf looking one. Yeah. Um and he's the one or it might be the other way around. I can't remember. But he's the one that stabs vision with the blade that can actually stab through right. vision. Yeah. Right. Uh which is a cool, cool moment with he and uh and Wanda. Another great scene with he and Wanda um having run away to I think it's France or something like that. How romantic. Um, very cute. I love that stuff. Uh Infinity War fucking rocks. We love Infinity War. Uh what's next? Next up is after Infinity War, we have Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, a movie that when I remember when it came out, I was like, this should have come out before Infinity War. This feels weird. Mm. But once I saw it and then saw the end credit scene, I went, oh no, I, this makes perfect sense. Right. It makes it. perfect right. sense. Yeah. Right. Um, really solid work. I love yeah. this movie. Um, I, I ranked it pretty low, I have to admit. Uh, yeah. it's, it's my 24. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's, it's twenty it's, for me. It's it's not because I dislike it at at all. I I just other than that end credit scene. I mean, it's important. It's another one that's important as a bullet point, but as a movie, like it's it, and it's one that I watch a lot. Like it's one that's mm -hmm. on TV kind of a lot, and I I I always put it on. Yeah, I it, it's all the same folks, and it's Paul Rudd. He's America's sweetheart, and we've yeah. we've seen. I love Ant Man and the Wasp. I yeah. think it's super fun. I think it's underrated. I don't like it nearly as much as the first one, but I do like it a lot. Ant Man and the Wasp for me is number seventeen. Okay, mm. um, but to put some perspective on that, it's right below Iron Man. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So like I and I love Iron Man. So it's you know it's it it lives in a good place. Uh, there's it's Alan really... Behrman's number one. So who? my dad's number one is it really <laughs> yes has he seen a lot of these he's yeah. just seen it because uh evangeline he likes, he likes evangeline oh right you said that right okay we should Amazing. give shout out to michelle pfeiffer in this who's yeah, great yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so that's who i was gonna bring up michelle yeah. pfeiffer pass or fail total pass huh. right that oh, hawk pass. was great in the movie yeah oh right i did tell that story <laughs> there's a hawk in the playhouse i named her michelle um <laughs> michelle pfeiffer after michelle pfeiffer from lady hawk nobody got me when i named it that there and I, so I got you brother i got uh, you i got you someone totally thank you someone totally worth bringing up uh, in this is Walton Goggins, one of my favorite characters. Walton actors. Goggins is so good. Fantastic in this movie. I love it. He's uh, just... And then you also have a really solid anti-hero villain moment with uh, Ghost, played yes. by Hannah John Kamen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, she's a great actress, great. and I really like that. And Fishburne. We have Lawrence Fishburne in here, too. That's right. Larry oh, Fishburne. That's right. Fishburne playing... Uh, uh, what's, his what's his actual... I forget um, the character. Bill Foster, name. but his his is it gargantuan or is it something like that in the comics? Yeah, he he yeah. Um, it, or and they kind of mention guy. Yeah, yeah, it's gargantuan <laughs> or something. It, that's beyond the realm of my my Marvel knowledge, but it's Lawrence well, Fishburne. Exists, so I'm looking it up. Lawrence Fishburne, man. Shit. Yeah, Larry Larry Fishburne. Uh, who we who we stand um, and has performed at the Playhouse many many times. Yeah. Um, mm. 
Uh, is it Colossal? Is it fucking Goliath? It's Goliath. It's Goliath. That's yeah, it. Goliath. That's um, it. But it's like G-O-L-I-A-T-H. Like it all, it's an anagram. Okay. Uh, anagram? What is it? What's the word? Anagram? Yeah. Or anagram. Yeah. letter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've lost my mind. <laughs> oh, we've been talking about this for hours. For on hours. Um, uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, who reprises his oh, role yes, in yes. WandaVision, wasn't it? Super pass, yeah, so and, he's, and he's even better in WandaVision. I think they give him they give him a little bit more, and you like him a little bit more. And he he's and kind Kat of a Dennings bad guy. Have all that stuff to they do. Have, they're yeah. great. To, it's it's they're a fun. great match of third tier characters going. Hey, let's give these two a little bit more, and you put them together, and it's like magic. You're like ah, yeah. you could just do the whole show about them. This is also where Michael Cerverus uh, enters the MCU as Elias Star. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Elias Star in the actual comics, I believe, is a bad guy named is it egghead am i crazy no it's something like that again we're right at the sort of tip of my brain of marvel knowledge yeah it's um he has a lot to do with the fucking i don't know he's got he's part of something he's got a thing yeah he's got a thing he's part of a thing. thing he's part of a thing um okay what else what else what else um that's anything all I got else for... anybody else from this one i can't see it Not yeah it is egghead it's egghead. okay there we go yeah um okay so then we have uh what's next captain, captain marvel. marvel 2019 yeah captain marvel which i've heard a lot of negative opinions on i think a lot of it is misogynistic i think totally. also a lot of it is people who felt like Brie Larson was miscast or that they felt like um, they that there were better people for the role. I don't know about that. I think there was some like there's some bad directorial choices here. Um, it does live pretty low on my list, but I I it's not for the same reasons as most people. I do like it, though. I like this movie. Yeah. Um, where's it at for you, Siege? Um, I put it at 12, um, and okay. I think I just feel seen. It's a blonde cat lady, and yeah. they play a bunch <laughs> of 90s music. Like, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It's 21 for me, which is low, but I, you know, I, do, I don't dislike it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I've, I, no, on I've, rewatch, I was I like sort of like, Brie oh, yeah, this it. is good. This is good. I think she's good. Yeah, she's, she's great. Really yeah, I, I have it at 16. And um, my biggest issue with it is that I think it's just an okay origin story. But everything else elementally is great for me. I love Brie Larson. I think she is one of her tops. The hole they step in is that she doesn't know who she is for the whole movie. Right. And And so it's sort of like when that's the whole origin story is her trying to find out her origin story. I'm just a little like, okay. She's great. Everyone else is great in it. I think Jude Law is kind of great in it. Um, oh, he's so fantastically Yeah, he's slimy. giving really weird performance and, in and it. And that was that was the biggest reaction I noticed in the theater from women in the theater is when he gets his ass finally kicked at the end while he's where he's trying to apologize and do a mea culpa. It's like, "No, baby, you know." And and just like, none of the women were going to have it at all. And like right. That casting was perfect. His performance is perfect because you know where he is and all that. And there's a lot of really fantastic visual stuff. And yeah. uh, also written by two women and a male. But, and, yeah. but you know, it's first time that's happened where it's been a majority, and and we love that. Um, okay, let's do some performance reviews. Yeah. 
because uh, we're getting we're getting close to the point where Bailey's brain fries. Yeah. Um, yes. So we're gonna crash through these last few. Uh, Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, aka Vers, aka Captain Marvel. Super pass. pass. Super pass. Absolutely. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh man, also he's one like of the on best the best villains in the Star Wars universe. Right. His voice always sounds like Drunk Uncle Danny from Bloodline to me, but he's a good actor and he's great in this. Yeah. That's who he is. That's just yeah. who he is. Drunk yeah. Uncle and, Danny. Um, he also has a lisp and is still like one of our like top leading actors. Right he's now, an amazing actor for sure. So, um, I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's fantastic. Uh, Jude Law, pass. Yep. Pass. Annette Benning as Supreme yes. Intelligence. Pass. pass. She does a good job. She does a good job. It's great to see. It was great to see a female mentor character in the guise of a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi an right. all knowing. And, and she, she delivers it beautifully. She's in that she does a good job. Yeah. Um, someone we didn't bring up who shows up in guardians of the galaxy is Jimon Honsu. Who oh yeah. Plays Karath. He, he's fantastic in this one. He's, he's, it's a little better part than he gets in guardians, obviously, but in guardians, he has one of the most critical lines that makes Guardians work. And I, you know, I don't even really love Guardians, but what works about it to me is that the first thing that happens is Chris Pratt does this dance thing and we're like, oh shit, this is our hero. And he gets the thing and he turns around and Jamon's there and he goes, he goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm Star-Lord. And it cuts back to Jimon and he goes, who? <laughs> and it's that is the critical thing with Star Lord is that it has to the the piss has to be taken out of him or he doesn't or he's just right. an asshole he's just Chris right. Pratt exactly right. um he's Lee Pace, just Chris he's Pratt. just Chris Pratt <laughs> Lee Pace shows back up as Ronan uh, the Conqueror he's great uh Lashana Lynch yes oh great yeah Rambo yeah we love Maria Rambo uh Jimma Chan as Min Irva. Oh yeah, she's great. She's yeah. which good. is kind of weird because she's also in Eternals. Yes, but as a different person. Oh yeah, as Cersei. Yeah. Another double d dipper. A little weird, uh, but sure. Um, who else pops up in this one? Oh, we get we get Clark Gregg back in the MCU for a yeah. moment. We get Sam Jackson with two eyes. Yeah, uh, McKenna Grace, who's an upcoming actress as young Carol. Um, yeah. Okay. What next? Next up, we go to we stay in 2019, and we go to Avengers Endgame. Uh huh. Wow. One of the biggest uh, movies of all time, box office wise. Uh, I think it's still in the top three. Yeah. Maybe top two. I don't know what's what would have beaten it since then, but yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, this is my number one film in the MCU. This is also my number one film in the MCU. I have it at 13. <laughs> what? Amazing. Um, defend what? that. Yeah, defend that. I, I think I mentioned it to y'all last night, the whole thing, the whole solution of like, what if we went back in time and changed it? I think that's the only thing. And I'm, I'm way more interested in the complicated questions that the middle two Avenger films pose as opposed sure. to everything just being okay in the end. Also... And this uh, may make some people roll their eyes. Don't get me wrong. I love Tony Stark. I love Iron Man. But they, he gets that huge fucking funeral at the end and Black Widow doesn't really get anything. And she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, it, is a, it is a masterful 
bit of storytelling. It's pretty extraordinary how they pulled this off and how it all ties together for me. And again, we get back to the linchpin. Black Widow just isn't isn't the connective tissue. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s the connective tissue that makes it because I've I've been to a lot of opening nights. I've had a lot of amazing experiences. I saw Return of the King at the Cinerama Dome on opening night. But seeing this at the Cinerama Dome on opening night and the crowd and the cheering and the tears and and just the communal expression of what was happening was amazing. And it was amazing to be a part of. And it's one that I can still keep watching and watching and watching and not get bored with. And I, when I say watching, I mean like sitting down and watching it yeah. uh, as opposed to having it in the background. Uh, first time I saw it in theaters, I bawled my fucking eyes out through kind of the whole thing. Like from the first moment when Hawkeye's family disappears, I was like, oh, what? how audacious to start a movie like that. Right. And just from then on, it just trucks. And it's and when it's slow, it's slow on purpose. Those scenes, the, all that aftermath stuff of them sitting in the in the cell, uh, the, the the therapy groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Captain oh, yeah. America going to a therapy group of 10 people. Yeah. And just hearing their stories, like stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, they're still true heroes. Like it's like, and and all, oh my god, and this is where Scarlett Johansson just yeah, nails it. Yeah. All the stuff at the beginning when she's eating that peanut butter fucking sandwich, which is like a joke through the whole thing. You know, she's mentioned peanut butter sandwiches before, but she's eating it, and Chris Evans comes in and like checks on her. And he's like, are you sure you're good? And she just like looks up at him and she just has this tear in her eye. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like, just leave me. They're alone. just holding it together. And it just, I love that movie so fucking much. And it takes all, like what you said, CJ, about the, the time travel. It, it, it like is so self-aware of that, that they even at one point be, are like, so like fucking back to the future. And then he's like, no, it's not like back to the future. It's like this other movie. And they like, they like dissect how it's like a silly idea, but it's the only way to sort of do it. But the way that they do it and the way that they do it, like scientifically with this idea of like, we have to travel back to, to different times to get these, um, these these stones but we have to go back and put them back is a such a good storytelling device for an end to the captain america thing which is why it works for me but also they kind of the the best the the reason it works best for me the the way to defend the time travel stuff for me ultimately is the way that tony stark solves time travel he is standing there and he's fucking with it and then he goes oh hey uh Try this now. Try it. Uh, what does he say? Like a Mo- Mobius strip instead. Mobius strip, and it goes yeah. great. And then he looks at it and then it just works. And he goes, oh, oh, shit. And then and then the little girl goes, oh, shit. And he's like, oh, shit. And, you know, it's like a funny moment. Yeah. And then later he's just sitting with Pepper and he just goes, I figured it out. I figured it out. And she goes, wow, that's really big. And he's like, I know. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa! Like, they, they could have made it this whole other thing. And instead, it's just this somber, morose, like, I've, I've just harnessed the most, like, ridiculous pop culture. Like, you, know, you know, it's in all these movies. It's in all these things. We talk about time travel all the time. The, the biggest dream, the biggest wish, but also the thing that creates Sound of Thunder, like, implications of, like, you know, step on a butterfly and it fucking ruins the future kind of shit. Like... 
it, the stuff that it implies is so huge and we're in this MCU where everything is so huge and it's a fucking comic book movie. Of course, you know, time travel, mm-hmm. great. And they have a time stone, use it. But they don't. Um, they don't have a time stone. I don't know why I said that. Um, but I will say uh, the the three acts of this film are what make it so perfect for me. The fact mm-hmm. that there is it's a first a act, really a second well act, and a third yeah. act. And the second act is a time heist. It's not just time travel. It's a time heist. They are heisting things. So you have like three totally separate movies. You have an aftermath movie, a time heist, which, sure. And then the final battle and the uh, the moment where everybody, where you see the Doctor Strange sparks and everybody walks out onto the rubble of the Avengers building to Cap. fight Thanos. Cap. On, on your, your right. left. On your left. On your left. Or, on your, on right. your six or, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever he says. And uh. everyone starts walking out. And I just had my fist in the air in the theater, just like bawling my eyes out like they did it. Ten years of movies and they and 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 they they nailed it yeah they nailed every second of it i think it's a perfect film i have no qualms with it i don't think anybody's giving a bad performance i think it sucks that tashala is not part of the people who are left behind i think part of the reason that happened is because they didn't know how big of a deal black panther the movie was going to be so they're like oh we'll just kill off you know all these like tertiary characters but it's like besides that i think I think it's perfect. I love in game deeply. Um, I watch it all the time, all yeah. the time. I just yeah. put it on all the time. Uh, it's a good movie. All right. Uh, I don't think anybody new is introduced in this. That's worth talking about, except for pretty sure it's Anthony Russo who plays yeah, uh, the, the first uh, gay, openly gay character in the MCU yeah. um, until Tessa Thompson, uh, who will come out in Love and Thunder, uh, or I guess she kind of came out in um, in Endgame. She in kinda, game, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, anyway, the, also the final battle where the only like kind of chintzy cheesy part is that moment where uh, you see Spider-Man and he's got the thing and he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And then um, Gwyneth Paltrow steps in. She's like, we'll help you. And then all of the women of the MCU are there. <laughs> but I'm, but I, it's, but I still cry. I still I think love it's it. Amazing. I was like the women, mar- like we need a women hero march. And yeah. like, I, and it I was like, I don't care. Cause it's fucking badass. And like yeah. the image alone is great. We stand. Uh, Ty Simpkins shows back up at the funeral. Um, the scene with the red skull and the, you know, um, black widow and, uh, okay. Hawkeye jumping off the thing and it ended up being her is so heartbreaking but also there's like one too many jumps one too yeah. many switches yeah, yeah. where you're silly. like oh, oh is it gonna be okay it's her oh it's not her it's him oh no it is her okay great and um <laughs> but it's also so beautiful when they come back when like Renner comes back or even in the first one when Thanos comes back and they're in that like pool um, mm. that like, you know, really yeah. shallow uh, yeah. like lake or whatever. And then the, the sky behind the, God, that whole, whatever the name of that planet is, Vormir or what it's, it's yeah. like, it's like Boromir. It's like something from Lord of the Rings. Or yeah. Something. Right. Um, very anyway. Viking, Viking. Yeah. Love that movie Lord. forever and always. What's next? Next up, we go to 2019, uh, stay in 2019, I should say, with Spider-Man Far Spider-Man, From Home. Spider-Man 2, or Spider-Man like 6, I guess, if we're talking <laughs> all the movies. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. John Watts, once again, doing his thing. Yeah. I had it Amy Pascal six. and Kevin uh, Feige uh, uh, 
Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. I thought they wrote it. They didn't. It was Eric Summers. Uh, what, what number? Six. Oh, wow. You yeah. like this one. Yeah, that's good. Enough. I loved it almost as much as the first one. I just They just hit it. Perf- they hit Spider-Man perfectly for my taste. Yeah, he's so good. I wish... Something I love about Spider-Man is the friendly neighborhood stuff, and so the all the Europe stuff. I'm a little bit like I don't I don't need this to be in Europe, like. But I, get I love it. all the teenage intrigue of like we're together now, and then they're not. Yeah, all of, of that. Uh, true, 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 true. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, where's this for you, Bailey? And then I'll tell you mine. This is number thirteen for me. This was number fifteen for me. Um, yeah, it's right in the middle. I I, I, I like it a lot. Love it. I just honestly, this was one of the ones where I was like. Also, because it's a newer one, and as the, we get more and more newer, I'm like, I don't know where quite this where this quite fits. Um, it does get. It's an aftermath it, movie, though, which I like. I love the the, the love this all whole of the thing of some of the kids being five years older now. So it's like the kids they saw as like underclassmen <laughs> are now like hot to them. Uh, like, like, damn yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some, you know, just the haunting the you know the graffiti of Iron Man, you know. Right. The looming shadow that he's got to find. Um, I think the third act gets a little a little silly for me in terms of drones. The, you don't the, like the drones? I like the drones. It's just I like the drones. It's just, just a hint too much. But I love Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I he's love great what's in his it. name um, from A Christmas Story, who's in Iron Man. Who pro- he was also a producer on the oh, first. Billings Ralphie. Bill, yeah, Peter's Billingsley coming. Yeah, he's bringing, a bringing, director writer. Yeah, yeah, bringing around. Ralphie back as as the disgruntled former Stark employee is yeah. fucking great. Very funny. Um, uh, it, some great fucking mo- moments between Tomei and Favreau. Yeah, there's some uh, good stuff. I love like, that romance they got going there. That's fun. But Dylan Hall is good. He's very good in this. Yeah, he's very yes. good in it. I yeah. like him a lot. I think him as Mysterio is a good choice because Mysterio is nothing. Like, no one knows Mysterio. Yeah, like, he's it's... not, like, a, a, a character necessarily. He's just a villain. He's just a bad guy who creates illusions. Like, that's yeah. his that's thing it. in the villain. So, to, like, get someone charming who we all kind of love, who's also really good at playing, like, socio-psychopaths. Yeah. Right as we've seen in many, many forms. Yeah. Um, it's a perfect casting. He's really fantastic. Uh, he was also meant to be, he was the other option besides Tobey Maguire, I believe it was. At one point, yeah. For the original Spider-Man movies, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. That's yeah. kind of a fun little, like, Easter egg casting. Um, uh, the, the spider monkey or whatever it's called, the dark monkey or whatever he calls himself mm-hmm. when he's in... Um, uh, Europe and he wears the dark suit uh, is all him? very fun. Um, Night Monkey. Night Monkey, that's what it it's was. Night Monkey. Um, this this movie rocks. It's really good. I think uh, another fun part about this is that s- s- there's things that get brought up in in movies where we go, why do we need? Why did you need to do this like this? Like specifically in Civil War, at the beginning, there's a scene where Tony is reliving a VR memory with right. his father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this this technology and he mentions it like three times throughout the movie and you're kind of like why are you talking about this technology and then not using it? That's what Gyllenhaal yeah, is using yeah, so through the whole that... and you're just like oh shit so it like they're it, they're doing purposeful. a good job. Yeah, Feige is doing a really good job of like holding those things holding out on those things and then they're then paying off later. Far from home has a lot of payoffs. It's number 13 for me, but it's that's right in the middle of a phenomenal group yeah. of 26 movies. Um okay. After that we enter phase 4. 
And we get post COVID. We get to twenty twenty one Black Widow. Oh, yeah. So people may not have seen all of these movies yet, but just really, we're, we have seen them, so we're going to talk about them. Um, Black Widow, Shang Chi, and Eternals are the last three. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, Black Widow. What were y'all's thoughts? Um, and where does it rank for you? CJ, you should start. You, I put. <laughs> I put we won't have to go through all the shade I was throwing about it last night. I put Black Widow at 15. Um I love ScarJo. I love Pew. Like they're great in it. Yeah. I was so excited to see what's the name of the actor? The guy that plays Hopper in Stranger Things. David Harbour. I and the first time I saw it I was really tired. I think I had a lot to drink too. So like I I just remembered not enjoying the movie that much and not being able to stay in it. And then I was like I just need to watch it again cuz I like him as an actor. I still do not like him in this role. Mm. Um I and to me it it goes in the category of Winter Soldier it's kind of trying to do like the 70s spy type. It's going back in that avenue for me, which I, you know, I like it. I like the story. I like those female performers. But yeah, it just it just didn't grab me as much as I wanted it to, you know? I love this movie, but it's ranked pretty low for me because... I like couldn't justify putting it over a lot of things. Yeah, that was you know what I mean. Me. Like I was like, that's I, the challenge of all these yeah. newer ones over the past but year. But I actually loved this movie. I know people didn't. I walked out like kind of pumped and then saw it again. Like I just I I think it's really fun. I think Florence Pugh is a great addition to this universe. She's I think awesome. I'm the opposite of you, Siege. We've talked about this. I think David Harbour is awesome in this movie, and I don't love him in other things. I like mm. him in the newsroom. I don't love him in Stranger Things. I know that's like his big breakout thing, but I don't love him in that. So it's kind of like, I don't like him or Winona Ryder in that show. I think they're both incorrect for the show. I think the kids are amazing in that show. Now, you know, don't at me, but also like, if you want to debate me, at me. Um, Don't at me. Uh, (laughs) uh, What was your number again on this? I haven't given it yet. Oh, I'm Um, sorry. It's number, and it's, this sounds low for how much I just defended it. But it's because, but it is above the Avengers movie, so it's above Avengers. It's number eighteen. Wow, Black Widow. That's low. That sounds low, but I really do love this movie. I think all the stuff when she's young really works. I think Rachel Weisz is fucking great in this movie. Love her. In it. Um, I think the family dynamic stuff is the first time we've gotten to see something like that in the MCU. It really works. Um, Ray Winston. Winstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. What you, Scott? It's number twenty-two for me, and this was just really hard because um, uh, I actually think I liked it more than CJ did. But I also wrote the first thing I wrote was too little, too late for Natasha. Yeah. It was too like that's I the need, issue. Yeah, I needed it to be you know a couple of years before. It should have it, come out in the timeline. It should have come out between. Yeah. Civil War and Infinity War, right? Which is when it takes place. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's right after Civil War in yeah. the in the chronology, um, but I did love it as as a as a Bond fan who came up during the Roger Moore years. Yeah, 
they do it's a lot of now. tips to to you know the crazy space base and there's the, the moonraker shit going and the, on. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the underwater you know layer of you know the villain people didn't like the space base i do like that i, I think that's do. really cool yeah you know, i think yeah, it's, it's funny it's kind of groovy the red room is in space or it's, it's not a, space it's just like in air in the air yeah um but uh and i think i'm right in between you guys i liked harbor in this i also like harbor more in stranger things what um, was your number on this siege uh 15 oh 15. wow okay so it was yeah. higher than ours yeah um and uh but but pew and and scarlett johansson together are fantastic again like you guys just said that the family dynamic is really really cool I it's also yeah. <laughs> and it was always going to be harder to do this too because she's human she's not a superhuman right uh she's theoretically has like there but you make really it about know. her trauma and about this family that she thought was real but kind of knew wasn't and like all this kind of like like there's th- th- there's enough here that it works as an mcu movie even though it's not you know because we can still do comic book shit and put sky bases um something i'll be interested to bring to... up go ahead siege there's something I wanted to bring up that I haven't brought up in any of these other movies that always makes me laugh. And it's, it's always seems to be with lady, lady characters is swing dancing, fighting all this <laughs> fighting where they're like, take your hand and then jump and wrap their legs around your head or something like. <laughs> sure, well, that's also, that's the widow way, Style, right? That's yeah. sort of is, the way that they fight. Well, and that was my question is, is that, a, is that in real life? Is that a, a fight, fighting style that they someone would be like, oh well, that's this style of fighting. I mean, it was maybe so they, the, I'm the curious. Whole, the whole thing is like is like um, uh, this the idea of like spy training, but they they come from this like ballet school. Sure. So I mean, there might be a real version of this. Whatever it might be, like a Krav Maga kind of like right in the uh, in the Iron Man two uh, like behind the scenes stuff. They do an interesting story where they talk right. about developing her fighting style and when they brought her in and the first group of of stuntmen that they brought scarlett johansson to work with were these big dudes that were significantly larger than her and so they they were like how how, how does a how, smaller how does a small woman fight these throw dudes? around it's like person, oh you yeah. got to use you got to use leverage you got to use center of gravity sure. you know which is and all that stuff and which so that cool. they developed it, it yeah for, and, yeah for sure um, i love it so I'm also really excited about all this Julie Louis Dreyfus stuff that they're doing with like U.S. Agent and yeah. uh, Florence Pugh and the female Loki and those kind of characters that are, might create this sort of Dark Avengers or the New Avengers or Anti Avengers kind of moment. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Florence Pugh, pass or fail? Oh, pass. Oh, big pass. 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 Big pass. Uh, she's the one who pops from this movie. She's going to go on to be a huge part of this universe, I think. Rachel Vice pass she's a pass yeah she's a pass hard pass for me david harbour pass for me say it siege it's all right it's all right you fail him i give him a hard pass i think he's great in this ray winstone ray winstone listen i think ray winstone is one of the great character actors that doesn't get a lot of attention especially in america yeah i think he's he's great in his scenes and i think he's just just an underwritten villain it's, it's a soft fail for me because it's partly not his fault it's underwritten i just don't care about him and he's like i'm like i'm not that scared of him yeah 
Yeah. He's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a lot of power, and it's sort of like, okay, great. But you don't have real power, so right. I don't care about you. Um, uh, the young Natasha and young Yelena are really phenomenal actresses. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Shout that out. Um, okay, what's next? Next, we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Five. Shang-Chi. I put it at five. I, uh... I couldn't in good conscience do that. I, I just, I, I need to see it more and I need to see it age more. I, I, I put it at 13 solid in the middle. Um, mm. I liked it way more the first time than the second time. The third act, the second time got, and, and listen, it's, it's Marvel universe over the top stuff. I get it. I just, just some of the, 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 the wacky creatures and all that just, just didn't appeal to me, especially. I also um, think it's such a lesser. But there's battle cats. I get there are it. battle cats. <laughs> I also here, you know, and and the fact that they've empowered, you know, um, Asian American filmmakers to make this movie and to try and redeem it because it's a horribly racist comic book, especially its origins. And again, it's. I put it again. I put it right in the middle at thirteen because I did, I do enjoy it and I did enjoy it a lot. I yeah. just don't know you lost whether. Your mind. It's fine. No, I just don't no, know. I get it. You lost uh, but it, yeah, talk to me in a year, Bailey, and tell me if you're watching it and still seeing it the same way. And I don't know if you will be. We'll see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll see. I think this I just, is the new every... trajectory for these movies in a lot of ways. And I think uh, for the ones that are going to be fun. And then Eternals is the new trajectory for the, the other side of this. And I think... Um, yeah. and, and I think it, it goes and proves my thesis about the RDJ thing. I, I don't know if it's going to hold together or if interest will will start to wane now. Uh, my interest has only peaked from these past few movies because this is my number three under Black Panther. Wow. I think I just, what it I does don't... for the culture, I think what it does with what you said, like the, the the racist comic book, the fact that they can take it and flip it on its head, the fact that you can double down on the Trevor Slattery stuff with fucking Ben Kingsley and make him a character I fucking give a fuck about and mm-hmm. is like actually even more of a comic relief than even Aquafina, who's giving mm-hmm. a fantastic performance, even yeah. though she's like the buddy, she's like the assistant, but she does just as much as, as, as Simu Liu does. Like she, as yeah. Shang-Chi does, like she's just as much the hero of the film as he is in a lot of ways. And what I love about him is that he's not even like super special, except that he is, I mean, he obviously he's super special. He has the power that he has. His parents are who he who they are. But he himself is kind of just like a normal dude. Yeah. And I think we lack that in a lot of the other one. Like Chris Evans is 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 not normal because he's obviously from a literally different time. But he's yeah, (laughs) right. But but he's the only person that feels like an average person. Peter Parker is an average person, but he's witty, he's quippy, he's a genius, he's all these other things. This guy's a guy trying to be a guy. He's got girl problems. He's got, you know what I mean? Like work problems. And I loved that about this side of it. Also all the the choreography, the sort of the opening scene of the story of his parents, the sort of crouching tiger, house of flying mm. daggers kind of look at it all. It's gorgeous. Um, I've seen it 3 times. I have liked it better every time. I think it is. I also, the, the end credit scene excites me 
so much uh, with Hulk and or with Mark Ruffalo and all those things. I don't know. It's a good one for me. Uh, it's number three for me. It might change. But yeah. as of right now, it's uh, right under Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a perfect film. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not, you're, you're just being provocative now. <laughs> I think it's a perfect film. I don't think there's, I don't know that there's much I would change about it. I think um, if I had to choose something, it would be that Michelle Yeoh isn't two different people in the MCU. That's fucking weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love it. Uh, let's see. Simu Liu as Shang-Chi. Big time pass. Love him. Pass. Huge pass. Uh, fuck. Oh, I typed in Simu Liu and not Shang-Chi. I want to look at this whole cast. Uh, Michelle it's Yeoh. Always a pass. Always oh, yeah. a pass. I don't know that there's lovely. anyone who fails in here. Uh, ben Kingsley think, as Trevor no, Slattery. There's, there's no fails in here for me <laughs> at all. At all. Uh, maybe one of the best new new villains, just like just in terms of how he plays this Tony Lung. Oof. Yeah. I think that th- that's the, one of the most interesting things for me is that there isn't a villain. There's this dark entity that's, that exists in an existential way. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes it interesting. And um, I think, okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, there's really, I mean, there's no one else really, I mean, Aquafina. Yeah, big pass. Big pass. Yeah, sure. uh, I don't think there's anyone else really worth mentioning because I don't think there's anyone else that's going to carry over well, further. Maybe. May, oh no, 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 no. There's uh, yeah, Zhaoling. Um, her name's yeah. Mangir Zhang. Yeah. Um, definitely a pass. Yes. Yes. Right. She's yeah. great. There's nobody. Yeah. Benedict Wong's stuff is all great. Yeah. Oh Wong, yeah, he gets to come back, which is fantastic. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on Shang-Chi? No, I just needed more time with it before I would, before I would feel that it's right to put it that high for me. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. I, uh, as precious as these are to me, I'm not that precious about it. I think it, I think it definitely (laughs) lives, lives up there. It also has better visuals than Dr. Strange, which is right. Why it's right above Dr. Strange uh, for me. Uh, love that shit. Okay. Um, and the final one, uh, because we will not have seen Spitterman yet. Obviously that comes out in I think like two weeks or less. Yeah. A week and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll give you our takes on that once it's out. Um, but, uh, for now, and maybe we'll tell you where it ranks. Uh, for now, this is our final one. What are your thoughts? Eternals, Chloe Zhao's. Uh, Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao's Eternals. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was number 20 for me. I just couldn't. It was, it was very difficult to to place it and certainly place it any higher. I think that the criticisms of it were valid. We're being introduced to a lot. I, I still don't quite know who who and what they all are. And it, it was a lot of characters to try and introduce. I do think she does a great job visually. I think it's well-balanced. I think all the performances are great. Um, in particular, Angelina Jolie uh, stood out for me. And cause I was like, why is she? Oh, I get it. She's got neuro or, or issues and that, cause they all have She's a bipolar. thing about them. Yeah. They've all yeah. got a thing about them, which is marvelous. And, so I, I've only seen it once, so I'm interested to see it again. But that's where, why and where Siege. it's at. Where's where yours? At. I have it at number three. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know how you yeah. guys put these new ones uh, so high. It's, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, it's why <laughs> Last Jedi and Rogue One are my favorite uh, Star Wars movies. I don't have any preciousness to this idea of like, well, they've been in my mind for 20 years. It's like, well, I don't. I, the, right now, in this moment, Shang-Chi is a better movie than anything that that Robert Downey Jr. is in besides Endgame. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it, like that's just that's where I'm at right now. Eternals for me is number seven. Right. It has gone down a bit. It cracked my number five right after I saw it. I left that movie like fuck everybody. I hadn't read any. I still haven't read any of the negative reviews on this thing because I don't care. Because I walked out like, oh shit, they have they have done something completely different. This is not a Marvel movie. They it didn't even try to right. be. Right. I mean. Movie. I mean, yeah, and I think that that's the challenge of all these next phases is you're getting right. into comic books that people just don't know. Right, and so like, my, and my so argument for this is that this movie, and I, I've heard there's already been talk of Eternals 2 and stuff, and I'm like, okay, I don't know that I need that. I think what this does is what I was trying to explain earlier with, like, the Infinity Saga is now over. So we need a reason to give a fuck about humanity again. We need a reason to sort of like care about this story again because part of me is a little bit like, was Thanos right? Should yeah, we have right. maybe? Yeah. Which is what Falcon and the Winter Soldier is completely about. Right. Is like, was Thanos right? And I don't even know that the answer, it doesn't get answered there at all because by the end, we I'm can. still kind yeah. of on the side of the people fighting for the Thanos idea again. So it's sort of... It's that weird. It's that weird thing in my brain where I, I I'm back and forth constantly. This movie answered it for me. This movie is when I went oh, and the answer to it is humanity does matter. Humanity as as a whole does matter, and the fairness of getting to live your entire existence does matter. And you shouldn't just be food for for a fucking um, uh, whatever they're deviant. called, the colossal or deviant. Yeah, yeah, deviant. But the the giant thing, the celestials. Oh, um, you know I, what I mean? well, and this is kind of going along what you were saying, Bailey, but for my money, when I got through everything and finished Endgame again, I said, okay, so we just killed the bad guy that was capable of killing half the fucking universe. Where do you go from here? Right. And for, and because I love hyper fantasy and the mythology and all that stuff, I, I loved this. This went right in the storytelling direction that I personally enjoy. Yeah. So I'm down for it. I'm here for it. I loved it. I saw it twice. I, yeah, I've seen it three times hours. now. I think it also, to speak to the character thing that you brought up, Scott, like too many characters. Like I actually agree with that. I think there's way too many characters in this movie. But what it's doing for the setup of Phase 4, in my opinion, is it's it's allowing there to be a lot of different things at play when things come up if that makes sense. Like, I don't think we're going to see these characters very often anymore until there's this moment where they need a weird bit of technology and they have to call uh, fucking what's his name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, fucking Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Fastos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like things like that. Like, I think they're going to matter later. It's also kind of a weird, like, like uh, first meeting of Kit Harrington, who's going to be playing the Black Knight, um, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't know much about that, that yeah. character. So I, I don't know that I'm excited necessarily, but it was kind of an interesting way to have him be like a love interest that then becomes, um, something more, which is what people kind of wanted for Rachel McAdams. I wish they would retcon that and make things well, better. But, and then we also got the Mahershala Ali 
blade tease at right. the end and that was that was exciting you know right that so there's like fun. little things like that that are exciting for the future but chloe Zhao, cinematography wise like this is a beautiful movie I, mm-hmm. i've seen it uh in 3d twice um and then once um regular and i just i i think visually it's it's absolutely gorgeous um especially because she's so good at landscapes and that's what the the some of the best shots in that movie are just like landscapes and 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 um horizons and that whenever they show the giant ship the like rectangular fucking ship flying i'm just like oh i'm just for it i think it's really fun i think uh the bollywood scene is really fun uh i think angelina jolie is really phoned in to something that didn't have to be and with how little everyone gets on screen, I still felt like I gave a fuck about them. Um, uh, I, 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 have, I think that was Druig I... is my is my big takeaway from Barry Keegan as Druig. He was like my my MVP of this film. He I think good. he's fantastic um, in this. Like that's the thing is that I I there wasn't enough time for me in my one viewing to there's there's nobody in there that's as as interesting as any of the previous heroes that we've had does that make sense yeah and i liked it better the second time i saw it i don't know that mine would have been as high if i hadn't seen it a second time right but also to argue that scott like they're not heroes they're robots that's right. the best part is that like the turn right. of the movie ends up being like, oh yeah, this isn't a Marvel movie. These aren't superheroes. They don't matter. They're actually, and the fact that they choose to save humanity is the answer to my question from earlier. But the whole thing could be that like, they could all just be shut off after this movie and none of it. It's like Rogue One. I, I almost wish the end of the movie was that they all just got shut off and we not, they were none of them were going to be in the MCU anymore. That would have been cool. Like that would have been a really interesting way to like give us an answer to this aftermath question, move on from it, but also like give us some like religious mythology about Earth. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. give us some some legitimate. I loved that. Yeah. Like give us some legitimate like like religious talk, and while also being very atheist, while also being very, not atheist. That's the incorrect word for it. Um, it's very anti-Christian, in my yeah. opinion. It's very anti-Judeo-Christian. I'm an atheist, and I loved what they did. <laughs> yeah, but but atheist would mean I don't believe in gods. This movie is is implying that these gods that were throughout, or gods or like mythological figures, do exist. They're just yeah. not what we think of as gods, yeah. which I wow. think is so brilliant. And to start the movie off with, in the beginning, dot, dot, dot the beginning of the fucking Bible, right? In the beginning, I was like, oh shit, that's bold. And then from there, it gives you a, an origin story of the earth, a, a fucking evolution story. And I was just like, yes, I'm in. And then I never got off the train. I think it's phenomenal. Just real quick, real, real, real quick. Um, Richard Madden, the Sebastian Stan lookalike as Icarus. Fine, he's fine. He's fine, soft yeah. pass. Jimmy yeah. Chan as Cersei, pass. pass. She's great. Angelina Jolie, one of the MVPs of the film. Sure. Soft pass for Salma me. Salma Hayek. Pass. Soft pass. Soft pass. She's she's yeah, fine. She Kate was, Harrington. Weirdly. Pass. Um, I loved seeing him as a funny guy. He was fine. Soft fail for me. Uh, I don't think he's great. I'm excited to see what they do next. But that scene where he and um, Richard Madden are like looking at each other and they have that Game of Thrones moment was a little masturbatory for me. I will say that. <laughs> um, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo. Yes. He yes. was one of my favorites. I don't know who that was. 
<laughs> I don't remember who that was. Bullshit. He was so good. Um, uh, was Leah McHugh as Sprite. She was, uh, in my opinion, quite good. She was good. Uh, soft pass. I thought she was good. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Not enough lines, but super pass. Yeah, really super good. pass. Yeah, really good. Uh, Lauren um, Ridloff as Makari. Yes, one. I loved her. She's great. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two, Barry Keegan, my MVP is Druig. Oh, I liked pa- him. Pass. I, liked I think him he'll matter in the MCU later, or I hope so anyway. And then uh, Dong Lee as Gilgamesh. Yes. <sighs> he and Angelina Jolie's, um, just even the looks that they would give each other. Yeah. Stuff was some of the best that was stuff. my favorite relationship yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert, Harry Styles as Eros. Jesus, I don't know about that. <laughs> I really don't either. And people keep trying to make him famous, and I wish they would stop. Was I mean, he, he was good in... What? Yeah, he was in One Direction. He's good in in Dunkirk. He's he is good in Dunkirk because he doesn't Dunkirk because he doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, and then there's also is it yeah Patton Oswalt as Pip the Troll. Uh, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Even I don't know that we need. I just don't know that we need those characters in this. MCU, but that's fine. Okay, that's all the movies that we're going to talk about, so let's just rifle them off. I want to hear all of your things, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here, starting from the top all the way down. Uh, by the way, I have inserted my Disney Plus films, or Disney Plus uh, miniseries into this uh, just for fun, so okay. uh, here we go. Who wants to start? Siege, Are we going to just go down the list? Our down the list. list, from the okay. top, go. 26, Incredible Hulk, Captain... No. Oh, okay, yeah, you can go that way. I was thinking Cap- one, to, one, to the, one to the bottom. Okay, I'll do that. Do that. One, Thor Ragnarok, then Black Panther, then Eternals, then Spider-Man Homecoming, five, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Iron Man 3, Avengers, Age of Ultron, 9 and 10 were both of the Guardians of the Galaxy, 11 was Infinity War, then Captain Marvel, then Avengers Endgame, then Thor, 15 was Black Widow, then Winter Soldier, then Ant-Man, then Iron Man, then Civil War, 20 was Ant-Man and Wasp, 21 Avengers, then Doctor Strange, then Thor Dark World, 24 Iron Man 2, 25 Captain America, and 26 The Incredible Hulk. I still can't believe you have Captain America at 20 fucking five. You're crazy. <laughs> you lost your mind. It's fine. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, Stanley Tucci, no big deal. Um, okay, Scott? Uh, Avengers Endgame, Iron Man, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America, uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, The Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, Iron Man 3, Captain America First Avenger, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Eternals, Thor, Black Widow, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Thor Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. Uh, rewatch Ant-Man and the Wasp again. That's so low. It's so good. I get it. Uh, rewatch Eternals <laughs> again. So high. I've seen it three times. I fucking love it. Um, okay. Uh... uh here we go. Number one, Endgame. Number two, Black Panther. Number three, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number four, Doctor Strange. Number five, Avengers Infinity 
War. Number six, Spiderman Homecoming. Number seven, The Eternals. Number eight, Thor Ragnarok. This is where I would then insert Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Ang Lee's Hulk. Number nine, Civil War. Number 10, Ant-Man, don't at me, underrated film. Number 11, Iron Man 3, Shane Black's best movie. Number 12, Age of Ultron. Number 13, Spiderman Far From Home. Number 14, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 15, Winter Soldier. Number 16, Iron Man. Number 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 18, Black Widow. Number 19, The Avengers. Number 20, Guardians 1. 21, Captain Marvel. This is where I would then insert WandaVision. Then I would add Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at 22. This is where I would then put What If. Then I would put 23, Thor. 24, Dark World. This is where I would then put Loki. Then I would put 25, <sighs> Iron Man 2. 26, Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah. Those are our lists, guys. I love Rankin. Wow, Kushin. we did it. We did, we did it. it. We got we through the did. whole thing. It took 12 hours, but we Boy, fucking did it. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> yeah, we flew through it. I love y'all so much. Um, LA Spotlights, you got anything? Go see Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse. Yeah, more to come uh, on LA Spotlight. Yeah, that's all we need to do. Thank you for joining us for theater, theater, and Hi, stuff on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're not going to be back with a legitimate episode for a few Maybe weeks. ever. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Or at least until January, February, something like that. We're going to take some breaks. We might put out some mini-sodes of artist spotlights and stuff if we can get some people to do it. But besides that, we're, 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 we got a crazy next season for you. Uh, we'll, we'll enjoy your holidays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and all like, I got. Yeah. And uh, feel free to reach out to us via email or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. And also thank you, Critical Liberal, for your amazing review you read on that Apple real quick? Podcasts. Do you have that? Yes, I have it. Um, here we go. Oh, Jesus. It just I don't know who this is. I actually don't. I have no idea who this is. Here so is. if you okay. if you wrote this, please just DM me and let me know that it was me. I won't tell anybody else. I just have to know who this the is. The critical liberal said, yeah, it's pretty good. I once saw Bailey at a bus stop. We made eye contact. He moved in close to me and inserted a king-size snicker bar into my pocket, a la Duresha. He then simply a la Duresha on the left. Pardon me. He uh, on your left. Uh, he then simply said "shh" before disappearing into the abyss. The Snicker bar was expired, so I gave this review five stars for a full refund. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? I love you. That is the funniest, <laughs> most the amazing review. review. If I wasn't half dead from talking about this stupid fucking franchise stupid for the past Marvel twelve hours, I hate this thing now. <laughs> I'm never watch another Marvel movie. Um, then I would I'm gonna watch some right now. Be laughing more. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go watch <laughs> it again right now. And um, Scott. <laughs> got what are you gonna say you oh just to say? a big shout out to the great pamela quinn for writing our special in stuff bonus Yay. episode theme song we love pam she contributes to every episode to the great ryan thomas johnson who writes our regular theme song which you are about to hear uh we love you ryan thomas johnson and just to point out it's this is a fact measured by math our theme song is better than your theme song uh hold on let me calculate that one plus, 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 plus. 
Yeah, it's true. That is true. It's true. He also writes all of our stingers, and he's a great guy. And finally, to the great Annie Baker for writing every single one of our episodes, and she doesn't even know it. Thank you, Annie Baker. One day we're going to buy you a beer. It's true. She is uh, She is the writer of this podcast, and we love her so much. She's watched all of these MCU movies just so that she could rank them for us this, and tell yeah. us what to say about them. Yeah. Uh, yes. She did all the research um, on IMDb and Wikipedia because yes. those are the only places where you can find information about anything. Uh, we love you so much, and we'll talk to you guys later. Wait. It takes a lot of men to make a gun. Oh, man. I don't want to sing that whole song. I'll get sad. No, no, I love you know, <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. everybody. Have a merry little Christmas. Marvel. Marvel. The theater. Yes. The theater. Theater. Theater.